You're listening to the 405 Exchange Podcast. My name is Ken Grandpierre, and today's episode is with Dreamwife. This marks their second time on the podcast, and I truly couldn't be more excited to have them on again. They are some of the most intelligent, inspiring, creative, and bold people you could ever hope to meet. And yeah, 2018 is and was their year. I mean, they've totally smashed up their debut album, playing live shows, fucking everywhere. And yeah, it's just so great to have them on again. A lot of this talk centers on us catching up, but also on the crazy year they just had, all the places they've been, all the, you know, signature experiences that they've had, the festivals, the beautiful places, the connecting with the fans. We go into all that here, and yeah, you're gonna love it. This is the 405 Exchange with Dreamway. So there's so much I want to ask you, but the obvious first question, of course, is it's actually a bit of a silly question because I'm about to ask you how much would you say your life has changed since uh, releasing the album. But I was just chatting to you now about like how you literally been touring nonstop. So I guess that's the biggest way. Mm. Uh, I mean, we were touring a lot before as well, I guess. I, yeah. But I guess, yeah, the difference is like the album's come out and it's sort of like going out to places and people sort of not knowing, knowing mm. the words and it's like... Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like even this is our first headline tour of America. It's like this is happening right now, and this is really yeah. exciting. But it's it's just like kind of continued on, though. I think it's true. Like, kind of have been playing for a while. I've like, just been on the road, like road dogs. So. It is great because when we were told that we'd be playing shows for eighteen months. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. pre-album, because you're also like pre-album going to be like hyping an album. Yeah. So we did like a half, at least half an hour, a half an hour, half a year. Like half a year tour from when the first single comes came out, and then the album mm. comes out in January, and then it's been like quite. Mm day-to-day yeah yeah it's kind of like the moment that it comes out like it was kind of almost expecting that moment to be like this kind of like but it's that wasn't the transition it's been like a kind of much slower more kind of yeah which is good because then people at least have seen you live before your album comes out and are excited about it if if that's the case but yeah we met you last in October and that was our first that was our first New York show. Wait, is that a Baby's Alright? Yeah, Baby's Alright. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was remember, a great night. Yeah, it was. I remember you lot being so keen for it as well. Like, yeah. I remember that like leading up to the show and then the show itself. And I was going to bring this later on, but it's actually kind of mad the f- how many times you guys have been in New York just this year alone. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's funny because I remember that show at Baby's Alright. Like, our guest list was ridiculous. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> it was It was ridiculous. And uh, luckily the promoter was like, this is our first New York show. We'll let it slide yeah, and put yeah. like 40 friends on the guest list <laughs> um, but it did also sell out so that's yeah, good yeah, too yeah. No, it was, it was a special room. night was yeah. but with that like that was a night and so many friends and everyone was like oh my god I've been wanting to see you and like you're here and yeah. now we've been here this is like, the fourth yeah, yeah, time yeah, yeah, playing yeah. New York yeah. since o- last like October and uh 
Now I didn't even tell my friends that we were playing. <laughs> it's sort of we just arrived and I was like, oh, it's I like haven't. Here again. Yeah. I've told a few, but like not the kind of big thing of having yeah. like 40 of your friends yeah. and everyone's yeah. so proud. Yeah, that was a real moment that time. Yeah. Now I just forgot to tell my friends because it's <laughs> yeah. like we're just taking the bus. <laughs> like even though it's quite a blur, because I know we usually with bands and musicians when they come to here in New York, it's always like a blur because you're always so busy with other stuff. But mm -hmm. because you guys have been here so many times, does it feel almost like a second home at this point? I mean, I feel like New York. Really, a lot of yeah, other places. I think the vibe with New York. I think it just really, really gets what we're about and I think there's definitely like that conversation like London and New York I think obviously there's that heritage to it with music the whole kind of punk thing even but I think it just feels like there's a similar vibe or it's kind of like it definitely feels like yeah we have a relationship with this place in a, in a big way I think as a band it kind of kind of kind of gets us yeah and I think what's so amazing about here, like, one of the things that keeps me here is the fact that when you go to a show, you can always count on new people arriving. <laughs> like, people have no idea of who you are coming up and then, like, seeing you live perform and then go like, oh, wow, I love this. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> but if not, you know, they know where the door is. Yeah. I do love what you just said, though, about people and you are getting it, because um, a few... I think it's roughly a week now. I saw Idols perform. The oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, musical. yeah, they're yeah. great. They're incredible. Did someone say about that show last night? Yeah, yeah. It was like a really, really crazy show. It was really rough. I got kicked in the face. It was awesome. Whoa. I loved it. I loved every second of it. Crowd surfer, wayward cops. Oh, really? <laughs> well, it depends on what kind of shoes those crowd surfers are wearing. Luckily, not Doc Martens. I lucked out nice enough. Yeah, yeah. It was like definitely some like shitty like sneakers. But the reason I bring them up <laughs> is because you said something interesting about like how. Uh, Alex, you said so many people are getting the music, especially here in New York. When I was watching that show, it made me think about them and how people are getting them. And it just made me feel like right now, it seems like a very interesting time where it's not just the aggression and just the energy, but people are actually listening to the words and pump songs. It's about talking yeah, about things. Yeah. It's about talking about things. And it made you yeah, yeah, think yeah. about you, Law, and like your shows and your albums and stuff. And like, I just feel like it's a really good time. Like, that's obvious to me, but is that obvious to you, Law, that people are paying attention in that way? I think when we were writing the album, we weren't at all thinking about that. Um, and then when the album was coming out, and as as well like getting reviews, yeah. that was interesting because so many people spoke about that um, in the reviews that it was an album that's correct for this time. Yeah. And the yeah. discussions going on, um, whether it be about. Me Too campaign, or just in general, like equality or gender just discussions. Feminism. Well, <laughs> sort of like, yeah. Um, it's very interesting that you know you don't realize when you write something, you're just writing it because it's thoughts that are coming from your life or your friends' lives. Yeah. And it's nice when other people um, understand it as a part of the time yeah. and how they view it afterwards. It becomes part of that conversation in a, in a bigger sense, I think. Yeah. yeah, I think we definitely feel part of that. Uh, I think as well as like women in music, I think that's something as well that's, there's definitely more transparency about to some degree now in terms of it, it is a conversation that's happening, I think. But I think, yeah, it's, it's gem generally it feels like, yeah, part of something that's bigger than just us as a band that we're definitely sort of involved in, but I think it's all with idols too, it's, yeah, it's, it's, which is it's interesting. Right now, somehow, like, idols yeah. are absolutely lovely, mm -hmm. and they are as well part of the London scene, which is really fun right now. There's so many fun bands and bands that have something to say. And they're questioning like, things shame. and trying things out. Nova on twins. Their terms. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. many exciting bands that yeah, questioning things on yeah. their terms, 
And the Idols record coming out was something that was needed. You know, this kind of same thing. We channel positive aggression. Yeah, needed for men in that way. I think is true. I think there is an equivalent because there is some sense of like men talking about their feelings and that's okay and like we can be angry about it too but it's like a positive thing to like be speaking about and addressing this and like yeah. it's that thing of channeling negativity to positivity and that I think that's yeah there's definitely power yeah. there and also addressing a room as well. like, yeah. a, like yeah. Idols is a live band we are a live band mm-hmm. in the kind of a sense that we just the live shows everything this is not yeah this is not something that's like done in the studio for months on it's, it's pretty much done on the road and through the shows and what I think is exciting is that when they acknowledge that part, and same with us and other bands from London, is that when you have that hour or whatever, how many minutes, that it's important to make everyone in the room feel like they can be engaged, mm-hmm. and that they, yeah, that same thing we talk about them. like it's a place, a place for them, them. like yeah, with yeah. idols as well, yeah, or like yeah, men yeah. Just, like addressing so many social issues and I think with that addressing it and having the crowd sort of be one rather than just yeah, someone who's watching the show that. totally 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 I guess yeah I don't know if you got that vibe when you saw Idols but was it did it feel like a kind of solidarity within it, everyone there in that sense of like yeah. just feeding stuff together like well, you know well I mean? something that really like made me feel very good is that they have a lot of song in their songs where they're very pro-immigrant and they mm-hmm. add uh, not speeches but like uh, Joe does a really great job of like making sure that's reinforced with the banter in between the songs and at the show yeah, that yeah, I was yeah. at there was like the first five six rows were like Mexican I mean I'm just assuming immigrants but Mexican immigrants yeah. who were like moshing and going crazy and just like oh, wow. seeing that like that's an amazing thing they're mm, together yeah. and that sort of stuff yeah yeah, yeah 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 and it just felt it did feel safe it reminded me of your shows and also this element that you guys really have that's really beautiful is the way that not only will you be looking at each other and having so much fun, but you're also looking at the crowd. And the way you especially, like the way you look at people from the stage is just like, oh, she's looking at people. And it's like, it reminds me so much that we're in a room of people where it reminds me in other shows, I don't always get that feeling. Where else am I going to look? <laughs> no, I like this question because I never, they're like, and the singer stares deeply yeah. into the crowd with her piercing eyes. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, where else am I gonna look? Should I look at my shoes? Should I look at the ceiling? But I think that as well, it's interesting having a woman looking piercing into it. <laughs> she can see my soul. He's like people's expression. Or she's For gonna, the record, she's I did gonna not rip piercing. my. <laughs> you, you didn't say that. People have said that. Written that, like she can see my soul, or, or she wants to rip my head off. And you're like, I'm she can just, see my soul. Oh my God. I'm just looking at the crowd. This looks like a fun crowd tonight. <laughs> but I think yeah. it's like a similar thing, though. I think it's yeah. Again, like maybe what you just said about idols, but maybe you use the word banter, and I guess I wouldn't use the word banter. I'd say it was like a point of in between songs I think it's this thing of you know addressing you know what whatever within the songs as a direct conversation with the crowd I think it's really important in our shows as well those moments like when Raquel does address the crowd I think it's bringing it down to like this human level as well and I think it's it's like there are points in the set where it's like it's pumped up it's really fun but I think it's, it's those moments of like still kind of clarity on this is this is we're here together and like let's acknowledge this I think yeah, I don't know how, how that felt at the Idol show, but I think for us at our show, that, that's a very important part of the show too. And yeah. I think, yeah, when you're saying about like, Raquel like, looks at people, it's like, yeah, it's this engagement that I think at the live show, it's all of this stuff is like, is part of it. And, yeah. and it's like about, we're, yeah, we're in a dark room together. Yeah. Yeah. And we're yeah, all yeah. there to be entertained and to entertain ourselves and 
just have a good night. Yeah. I think it's so good to address that. It's interesting. I think one of the reasons that might be one of the thing reasons people bring that up, apart from general laziness, usually, I think it's because oftentimes I'll find myself at shows looking up at the stage, I like get the musicians, and I don't want to name any names, oh, Kasabian. But sometimes it's like, <laughs> though I love them, I love their music. But it's like when they're looking out on the stage, yeah, into the crowd. they've said some really harsh things recently. I'm Have not going to say, yeah, I just mean like, I don't think they're so so great actually. Oh, uh, really? they're I not supportive of. They're just not supportive of new music and especially not not women in music. I'm sorry, Wait, but like, they're not supportive. Did they give Kasabian, that line? There's some very recent quotes from Kasabian. Yeah. And, like, look them up outside of this. Yeah. Like, I don't want to like say about it anymore. But I don't think that I don't think they're supportive of the right thing. Let's make, let's not change this podcast. But like, yeah. <laughs> I just mean when you were like, I love Kasabian. I was yeah. just like. I'm sorry, but I'm not sure I do. I'm sorry, but I'm not sure I do. As a woman in music, I'm not sure I do. Like, but I brought them up just as an example, just like the times I've seen them, and they're a really great live. It's just like I could tell, even though they're looking in the crowd, they're not looking at the people. Where I feel like that's a great contrast to love. Like, I think everyone has different ways of interaction, but with I don't know, with I don't know the history of Kasabian, but some of those bands from that era, there wasn't. A middle ground. It was like small clubs and bam, you're on a huge. Yeah, stage. it was like this yeah. big thing, kind of like okay, throwing yeah, yeah, a lot of yeah. money from major labels into indie, mm-hmm. indie rock, um, and I think this kind of like the middle ground venues of playing these like dark club show venues. That's I think where, especially for us, that's where you grow and that's where you understand. Mm-hmm. The live show, and then you can take that, like you can take like what you know. We were playing last night, a knitting factory, uh, that kind of show, and take that show and take that energy and put it on a stage in Japan at a festival mm-hmm. in front of ten thousand people. Uh, that kind of, but you can still have There's that. This consistency you kind of discover through, yeah, this constantly changing environment. It's true. It's true. I think it is. Is yeah. But if you don't it's have that middle ground, that way, yeah. I think it's. Same thing with like maybe the Kasabian, but some people, if they don't have that, then it's tricky to Mm -mm. find your own language. I think it's that thing. It's hard. I think as band grows, it's that thing of keeping a connection with these people that are supporting you and and believe in this thing you do as well. And I think it's like there's points. It's like I think it's like the idea of success and stuff. And like, what is that? I think in the case of a band like Kasabian, where it's it's just so mega. It's like. The idea of connecting with the crowd, yeah, it's just so different. And I think we're at a really lucky point right now where we can, like, be this direct with the crowd and, like, it can still feel so intimate and, like, we're all there together and I think it can feel special and, yeah, it's a really, yeah, we're kind of savouring this point, to be honest, I think, on this tour right now. Like, But there are some bands, like, that's another interesting thing. It's like how different the stages are you playing? Yeah. yeah. There's some bands that can't go to a small stage again. It's really weird. And, yeah, like, for yeah. example... Um, America is a huge market. Yeah. England's a huge market. Germany is a huge market. Uh, there's so many different markets for music, Australia and everything. Um, and some bands that have done their time in their market don't want to go back to the smaller stages. Yeah. It's like the Maccabees did one American tour and never returned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think for us, like, it's fun too. We've been playing loads of festival shows. <laughs> some ridiculous stages in many countries. Some ridiculous some stage r- times, I imagine, as well. <laughs> yeah, this Actually, the one in Japan in front of 10,000 people <laughs> at Summer Sonic Festival yeah. uh, last month, 
was at 11.20 in the morning. What? And we thought like, nobody would be there. And like 9am. Yeah. Even before that, like, it's so, so like, it's crazy. on time. Like, it was amazing. And so respectful the way, yeah. the way that crowd oh, watched the show. It was Japan. like, people really listened. It was like such an amazing experience playing to... I actually yeah, have that done. People that's just, yeah. Yeah, I don't mean to cut you off. I just, I actually do have that done to ask you about because, mm -hmm. I mean, it's one, I've known acts in my life who only got to go to Japan on like their second or third record, even maybe like if they took time off and like, in a couple years back, you guys right. go on your first yeah. fucking record. Yeah, I know it was a just holy a dream. shit. Also, right after our record was released, we went to Australia for two weeks. Wow. Like the day really after it was released, yeah, yeah, and we were like, out. also because it was the longest plane journey, and we were all just sort of like, hey guys, we just released a record today, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Release the record it's yesterday. It's kind of dropping in London and we're just like, oh, just get yeah, yeah. Should, like, the longest Should we buy some sparkling wine or something? <laughs> Should we be celebrating right now? <laughs> if we tell the stewardess, will they care? <laughs> I wonder what's going on in social media. I feel ready yeah, about just, it. Like, it was quite a surreal thing to be like yeah. been stuff like that where I think it's still learning curves and stuff I think we're still growing in different ways and like understanding the songs more even since the album came out but and also playing a lot of shows yeah I think yeah. I've lost count yeah yeah but yeah. I think there was might... a time when you knew the number and it was really high and now it's just like I think we've gotten to uh, 120 shows now that would not surprise that sounds me. about right since January fucking hell I think and about this, like, 120 we got a two month, yeah, well, we're now on this uh, our start, two month headline start. tour. So by the end of the year, we're going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go into hibernation in December, maybe. But I'd love to hear you talk about amongst yourselves a little bit about Japan because I'm just I'm still a little stuck on that in my brain. Like, did you guys get to like interact or hang around there a little bit aside from playing the festival? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, we went to Japan. There was no way we when that got booked, we were like we <laughs> anything else booked. Like, we have to most of this. Like this yeah, is the we're dream. Going on holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I feel like we all said that like we're going to enjoy this. And when like, we left, it was like this was. <laughs> Not only the best business trip, but the best trip. Yeah. yeah. So it was really like, great. Yeah. We had like three three days in Tokyo, yeah. four days in Tokyo. Yeah. I mean, technically two of those days were business days. But mm. yeah, that <laughs> one day of holiday. <laughs> we uh, had we a great time. Harajuku in Tokyo, that was really fun. Kyoto, that was yeah, beautiful. Kyoto. Yeah, from Osaka we went up to Kyoto and it was just absolutely gorgeous. Okay. Like the nature, it was like straight out of like Princess Mononoke or something like wow. just iconic in this sense of like the nature of Japan is iconic do you know what I mean yeah. it's like the way like the shadows of like a tree on like a lamppost it looks like you know Japanese text it's, it's like the way those things are drawn from the nature there's a yeah. harmony between I think in a way that I think like living in London I think you feel quite disconnected from the nature it was amazing to be it was just going to see but yeah, Kyoto was just we had a great time in Japan yeah yeah, and yeah. the shows were incredible do you guys got to do your own shows along with the festival show no we had one show in Osaka yeah. that was in a baseball stadium <laughs> these were ridiculous shows yeah, yeah, yeah. and then um, and then another one that was in Tokyo that 11.20am everyone wow. showed up that is so ridiculous um, it was beautiful and ridiculous and just incredible that was an absolute dream come true and so surreal and beautiful we really hope we get to go back soon I'm more yeah. than sure you will you know when I was on my way here one of the things that struck me in my mind is how your video is always mega and I've been dying to ask you about <laughs> FUU oh really? yeah 
Well, we worked. It was like we we filmed it in a space that is used by Eve Pro Wrestling, which is this like. <laughs> I mean, like, is it? It the, is pro, isn't it? Yeah, it's pro. It's like this all female wrestling league that, that That's like they amazing. have like quite a big following and it's like everyone it's, it, there's a thing called a rumble where it's just like these fights and there are storylines it's like there's a whole kind of backstory to the whole thing but yeah it was working in that space with some of those wrestlers as well but directed by a friend Agents of Marie styled by Alexander Russo as well a friend of ours uh, Fever Dream came over but I mean she's it was a, just a really, she's a rapper like, that raps in that song yeah, with us yeah. and the wrestling uh, group it's it's their spot their place they were so down for this. Yeah. We didn't have yeah. any set design because that was already there. It was just there. That's where they fight. Such a like, stunning, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. stunning, stunning venue, and they were all so supportive of what we were doing. It was a beautiful day, yeah, yeah, and the yeah. video was so crazy. It was and just great. really fun, wasn't it? There was yeah. just there was, at one point it was like I can't remember her name, but it was like just this red light down into the ring and just this woman like just cracking whip in the middle of the ring like oh, it was just like there was some it was just like yeah it felt also, like a really we, powerful moment we finished shooting that video at probably i think it was like 6 p.m because they had a wrestling match at eight yeah yeah so a yeah. lot of our friends were in the cast yeah. they stayed longer yeah, to attend the actual match it was so, yeah but it was like funny because some of our set was left, left behind so there was this, there was this much sign that we were holding up in the ring like yeah. Um, they were using it in the rumble later that night and there was this chant going on everyone was like she's a dream wife she's like shouting it to these wrestlers and they were holding up dream wife it was like it was like something integrated but into were you, rumble did was, you go to that one? yeah I went back oh, do you remember it was like I was done yeah 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 it was, it was like a vicious fight though. Someone got like their head like smashed into the bar. It was just oh, like, shit. yeah. No, like like obviously it wasn't real, but it was like it's pretty it's real, high though. drama, high octane. Yeah. Eve pro wrestling is like, <laughs> yeah. If you ever ride in London and really Zen, like that. get down to the ring. Yeah. How, how did Fever <laughs> Dream get uh, get involved? Like how did that come about? We were playing in Iceland. And she's a friend of ours, and she came to our sound check, and she started um, rapping over an instrumental part, and we were all like, "That sounds great!" So she's like, "Cool, I'll just do it at the show tonight." These shit's hard all over the place. Yeah, and it's the same. It's the same lyrics that she used, um, the same lines that she used for the actual song. On the album, she didn't even change it. And then she just um, showed up that night and. Yeah, it was great. It is, yeah. We've kind of played with her a few times since then. She's such a funny character. Yeah, yeah. That's the best way it could happen, like, that simple and that direct way. It's just like, it's like you capture a moment. Like, yeah. She was originally... Yeah, vibe with her when we play live. It's like intense. It's like... Yeah, originally part of a collective of um, female rappers in Reykjavik called the Daughters of Reykjavik. Oh wow. I don't know And they're a collective that is usually 12 to 16 of them on stage. And they've gone all over the world playing festivals with this. It's so great. But she's not in that group anymore. Now she lives in Berlin and is doing her own thing. That's really dope. But it's a really exciting. It was great to be able to bring that on board for our album to reference that, yeah. that scene. Yeah. She's a bad bitch. <laughs> totally is. I only have a couple of questions for you, um, and two questions that I'm like really very keen on asking about. I mean, one of the big ones is that I mean, we kept talking about how so much has happened since the last time we saw each other, 
And one of the big things is you guys got to open up for Garbage. They're like yeah. one of the most important bands, not just for me, but for people in general. And that was just last week. Was that just last week? We finished, yeah, we we finished that tour and came to America. Where the hell does time go? <laughs> that was that was last week's tour. <laughs> I mean, like, I know it's such an obvious and cliche thing to ask, but holy hell was that like? And also, oh like, to be on Shirley Manson, like, They were just shit. so supportive. Like, it's really hard to explain just how, I don't know, I think, yeah, yeah, every night Shirley's saying about, like, our performance and just, it's, it's like that thing of, like, yeah, just really being made to feel like they really wanted us there and, and that mattered to them and I think yeah they're just obviously like this iconic band and Shirley Manson is just a queen like I mean just as well seeing them live now it's the same original lineup as since they yeah, started yeah, in 93 yeah, yeah, yeah. and especially when you talk about banter in between songs what she says in between songs yeah, yeah, yeah. is so empowering and it's so beautiful she just discusses um, Suicide, yeah, discusses mental health, mental health yeah, yeah. Um, being a woman in the music industry, uh, being together, at the, the same thing as we were speaking about earlier, she discusses that on stage and also yeah, in her yeah. socials and it's great how incredibly, like, they're so relevant. They've been touring for 30 years, or wait, is it 30 years? Less wait, than 30 years, 20 years. 20 years. years. But their music is so relevant for every single decade yeah. and that's I think a rarity for bands from that era but I think it's like yeah I think it's like they they listen I think it's like yeah. Shirley it's like she listens and yeah, yeah I think some of the She's stuff excited. she was sort of saying yeah yeah she kind of believes in things and she believes in people and she believes in like people getting through things and I think I think that shows in like the performance it's, it's a really empowering thing to see her play I think she's yeah it's this unapologetic thing she's just like yeah, just and a whole band. I mean, it's so it, great. Go, it goes without yeah. saying. But yeah, I think yeah. obviously Butch Vig as well. It was amazing to meet, like obviously a legend, a production legend. And it was also like, nice because they were they were so excited to have us on tour. Yeah. That's always funny when yeah. you show up, and they're always just wanting to like have a chat in the corridor. <laughs> and um, they were really intrigued. Yeah, they were so chilled out as well. And Duke as well, like just the like the whole band was so sweet like yeah, yeah, yeah as well on stage every single show they took time out of their set to praise us and our music and like talk about our future yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was very great to hear someone on that kind of platform bring you along and raise you up yeah totally totally and they don't have to do that you don't have to do that but they still did yeah, oh, that's yeah, very yeah, true yeah. and it has to be so big you know, personally amongst the three of you is being able to see that because it's like you said they've been touring for so long and it's like there are loads of a good amount of bands that have been touring for 20 something years but a band that tours at that level and is so innately themselves it must feel so great, great. to see that yeah, yeah. and their new tracks were incredible as good as what they did in the 90s that's also great but they're not just getting lazy on us yeah they're not just regurgitating they're yeah, actually they're growing. relevant yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the last thing I wanted to ask you about, and thanks again for chatting with me, like I'm so glad I got to catch up with you. Actually, before I ask this, I saw how you guys played, was it the big weekend at the Club Bubble Fest, was it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I saw you geeky out with my friends Ash. That was really funny. Wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. Tim and Mark and Rick. I, I saw you geeking out. How did that happen? I saw like a little vid clip and I like. Oh well, when they came in. Yeah. Oh, it was just like it was like this like press room, I guess, there and. They just came in. I was they like, were oh my god, they were. Oh, we like, just been asked. Like, what are you most song. excited 
just see. Yeah. And, and it was then like, they I think we said like Ash, and then in walks Tim Wheeler. Like so sweet. You know, just yeah. Tim. So sweet. It's just perfect timing. Like, what are you excited to see? Ash, and then they just walk Tim in. Tim Wheeler. Yeah. They're the first <laughs> band I properly worked with. So like that was like oh, really, really yeah the first band probably we worked nice. with. Uh, they were really lovely. Alice was so funny though. <laughs> Such when a band I was a teenager, I used to have all these Ash tapes like 1977. So I'm just like, they yeah they're yeah. just they are what they are, aren't they? It's like they're just they're just so fun. Just this so has fun. been a year of you meeting your heroes. Yeah yeah. We've toured with some. Like, who have you got left? Madonna. Yeah. We've got. I think we've got other. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we're, like, we're still waiting to. We're still waiting to meet Nick Sinner. Wait to be invited down by Karen and Nick. Yeah. Do you want to hear actually a funny story? Before it was our last question, but a funny story regarding Ash and just how influential they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Martin was in Uni, Chris Martin Coldplay, and he was in like a, like two bands at the time. He hated both of them, and he honestly to this day still cites Ash as like an influence. Wanted to make Coldplay because yeah, because yeah, this is what happened. He was like really disenchanted with the bands he was in, and he was about to like proper give up music and like do banking or something like that. Yeah, Ash like pulled him through. Well, he yeah. went back to his dorm when he saw the music video for Angel Interceptor and he was just like wow if you can make music like that that's simple what the fuck am I wondering about yeah, 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 and like yeah, yeah, he said it really did put the smoke up his arse to actually do that's something that's really funny I would yeah. never expected that hey, well, if it wasn't for Ash to be the cold play I know right <laughs> I wonder how Ash feel about that yeah. <laughs> I wonder what they've done <laughs> they, they, the they took their audience Ash's ancient child is actually Coldplay we <laughs> who do bad Beyonce uh, collaborations that last album I, I, I did, I've spent like years defending Coldplay's music like I like them but the, la- but maybe no, but the last one I can't maybe early stuff is like you don't well, the last one had so, so many rip-offs it really did did you not see that like, well, there were the so many like like bands from France and different like bands like oh we'll just make it into a Coldplay song. Oh, but I love I love Yellow I love that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love. There's a trunk. And the scientist that one that gets me. Everything. That's a great album. That's a really good. Song. I hope it's not ripoffs. I doubt that's a ripoff. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Not What of Ash? <laughs> <laughs> but uh. They're actually all Ash covers. No one knows that, but the first two albums just pure Ash covers. Yeah, that's really. That's a, that's a joke. So before I let you go. <laughs> Before I let you go here, you know, one of the things that I love about this headline tour that you're on is that it's really mega how you guys put it together. For people listening who might not be familiar, not only do you have um, female identifying musicians, but you've also went out of your way to make sure that you have non-binary musicians and bands joining you as well. What I really love about that is I feel like, I mean, people use the word statement and they throw it around so much, but I do feel in a way it's a big statement to people who like to say it's not possible or feasible to put tours like this together. I feel like I already know the answer, but I'd love to hear you say it. Do you feel like it puts a slap in the face to people who say things like that, that it's not possible to make this happen? I mean, it's, it's interesting, isn't it, that we use the word statement when it's like describing a band being in control of who they want to be supporting on a tour. They are they are about to go on I think it's like interesting that that's like a statement not just normal I think for us it was like important for us to practice what we preach a bit in that way um, but I just think it's interesting we using the word statement about it because like it is it's true but it's interesting when ultimately it's like us finding a way to direct out. Yeah, yeah yeah to directly engage it with it feels like it should be that out there true I think it's, it's this thing of trying to engage with people in this way that mm. it feels real it feels like it doesn't it doesn't feel hard to do that it feels like we didn't really know what to, to expect, though, because we were talking about we should practice what we preach, and we wanted mm-hmm. the best thing about going to um, cities, because uh, you're just there for a day, usually. 
and it's so great to meet the support bands from that local scene. And we wanted to sort of, if you have a platform, why not use it? How big or small? Like surely bringing us on tour and yeah. us bringing a local band on tour. But with that, we did this open submission call, and it was a week long, and we got 433 submissions. Wow. And we maybe were hoping for like 100, and then we, it took weeks to go through it, and there were so many incredibly talented um, new bands. And this is, a lot of these bands were bands that didn't have any backing, didn't have followers, many followers, label, publishing, nothing like that. Just so much talent. I think that was the just raw talent thing for sure. From so many different parts. And it was amazing going through that and it just got, you know, it inspired us so much knowing that there's just so much to, like that people should listen to. Yeah. And why not just hopefully, you know, no, put yeah, them I, on. I think definitely like, like coming out of this, it's a thing where, the, yeah, just the fact there was such an overwhelming response in terms of the submissions, it was, it only, it just only goes to, to say like, it's not like this doesn't exist. This exists in a big way and there isn't, there isn't enough of it yeah. out there for like, you know, non-binary female identifying people in, like in general, I think as well that, you know, the ways that people <coughs> did get in touch with the submissions, it was like, we were getting to hear all these backstories about, you know, local scenes or maybe scenes where, you know, there wasn't support for these voices and I think, I think, yeah, it's definitely feels like an ongoing conversation for us, but yeah, the levels of engagement were just like above and beyond, though, but as well, it's yeah, just it definitely felt like a statement in the way of like, geez, how, how wasn't there more support? It was also a statement for us to ask, because um, when we, to ask other people in music industry, why are we asking about this? Why do we have to ask for a non-binary and female identifying uh, support bands? Mm -mm -mm -mm. Um, and then we got so many. In that one week, more like why aren't festivals looking at this? Yeah, why aren't yeah, more yeah. Um, promoters looking at this? And instead of saying, oh, there aren't that many interesting bands going on, there's loads. Mm. You just gotta look and give them a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm dead proud of you guys for doing that. Thanks so much for having the time to chat again. Oh, I'm no really worries, glad I got to come. No, it was cool to chat to you again. Yeah, and honestly, just keep doing what you're doing because it's <laughs> really fucking awesome. Thanks. Yeah, dream work. Thanks. I hope we can come back to New York. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we'll see you in Dublin. Yeah, in Dublin. We'll see you in Dublin. Yes.